Porter Di- Robinson. Yeah, Diet Porter Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell me what we were saying. What were we saying? Um, because I was into Porter like pre Worlds and stuff, and uh-huh. like I'm kind of I'm kind of snobby. Okay. Like I, I I like to think of myself as not that, but I kind of am. <laughs> and like when Worlds came out, like I was I was super excited because I really love Porter Robinson because he's kind of do that started that whole like young kid in EDM kind of yeah. scene, you know. So, like, I kind of looked up to him, like, a whole lot, and I loved his, his like, Conflexure vibe, and then, like, he announced Worlds with, like, that hour-long, like, preview video, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, this is so cool, I can't wait for it, and it came out, and for me, like, Worlds is a solid, like, 6.5 out of 10 for me, mm-hmm. but, like, then everybody else would kind of, like, treat it like the second coming of Jesus, and that kind of, like, <laughs> I would, it, it kind of turned me off from it, uh-huh. and made me kind of, like, that's probably what kind of started my snobbiness, and, like, I'm not gonna, you know, hate on you if you, if you're into, like, Worlds Now Portal, or Porter, mm-hmm. like, that's fine, like, you guys can be into that all you want, but, like, when it comes to me, like, I'm really just, <laughs> I liked him before, <laughs> so it's like, so that's me, but then his, his, his new, um, his virtual self stuff, like, I was really into, uh, kind of, sorta, because I like that whole like DDR kind of Bimani music. It kind of goes back to his roots it. where he started. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what I really like about it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I respect that like a hundred percent. I'm real into that. And like, Ghost Voices is one of my favorite. And then Become God, like that was so super cool. And then like the other two songs he has on there, I'm kind of like, this is weird, <laughs> even for like <laughs> DDR music. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. But kind of like trying to visualize how you're like stomping to it. <laughs> <laughs> so why is a kid the diet version of Porter? Well, you know, when, when Worlds came out, like you had all these like kids who were like super into that vibe because yeah. it was something new. And like I, I had like this one dude, I was talking to him. I went to a show the other day and we were talking about Porter. He's just like... Well, Porter's like the only DJ who does that. He's like banging on the drums, playing piano and stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, if you want to see it that way. So there was a lot of kids like on SoundCloud and like through the Twitterverse and all that where like they would they would be like super into that. And a lot of people were starting to emulate it a lot. And I think Kid was one of those kids who like did it, did it well, and then kind of climbed the ranks of like the mm-hmm. SoundCloud Twitterverse and like he's kind of known for that now so like his uh, yeah we call him diet porter robinson (laughs) it's it's porter music Uh because porter kind of started that you know like the nice little chords with the with the 90 bpm i used Uh to call it 90 bpm drums and uh, saws music because it was that's what it was it was just like saws and some drums at 90 bpm and then you'd have like these nice like elegant like almost um euphoric uh, chords with it and like that would be like world supporter music and like yeah. people would start to emulate that and I think Kid was one of the dudes who like did it and kind of you know made the formula correctly and you know was able to get big mm-hmm. off of that you yeah know? I like it my favorite part about like a lot of the music like that nowadays is that there's a lot of like anime voices and oh, yeah I'm like yes! yes I'm so giddy about this yeah. I don't know why. It just, like, awakens this little part of my heart. And I'm, like, all giddy again. I'm, like, I, I'm in middle school. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's why I don't like it. I, I was always, like, that's corny. I was, like, I don't like it. Why don't I like it? It's, it's, like, it reminds me of, like, being in middle school and being, like, this little weed yeah. kid. Like, oh, have you ever read Death Note? 
<laughs> like, oh my god. I know, it's kind of funny though. It's kind of nostalgic. Like, me and my friends, like, whenever we were in middle school, we would just do, like, like right on paper, we'd pass notes and there were, like, role plays yeah. and stuff oh, too. No. So we were those kind of weeds. <laughs> <laughs> I used to take Japanese lessons because I, I still really like Japanese culture. I used to take yeah. Japanese lessons and the girls, like, it was like me, this other dude, and like five other girls. And all those girls were like that, like super, like, cringe weave looking. <laughs> and it was like, I I wanted to just learn the language. And I, like, the dude dropped out like two weeks in. Uh-huh. I was like, oh no. So I'm like, it's just me in this class of all these girls, like, shipping, like, all these different anime characters yes. and like being all like, ah, cool. I'm over there just like I just want to learn like where's the bathroom (laughs) just like know how to speak the language where do you get some good food yeah 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 like sushi and sake and all that and yada yada yeah okay well I feel like this is a good spot to probably introduce our show today welcome to Festicast everyone I am Noe Today we have Mickey and our other host, Alexis, here today. Yo! Yay! Add and clap track here. Yay! <laughs> I'm doing it anyways. I'm not editing this. You are, Alexis. Oh, shit. Toss me under the bus. If you don't add a clap track, right. I know where to go. What kind of clap track are you wanting? I don't know. I can do it. Have you, yeah, it's like my videos that I post on Facebook. Which <laughs> everybody seems to know me from those videos, apparently. Yeah. Like, it was so weird. Like, I went to another show where yeah. there's, like, it's the, the Dallas All-Star show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, like, all the, like, big promoters were there because, like, they were all putting it together. And, like, I, I ran into one of them. He's like, I know you. I was like, you, you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, I saw your videos on Facebook. I was like, what? And then, like, <laughs> I went to another show in Austin. And I played that show, and, like, there was another dude there. He's like, you're Mickey, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, what's up? He's like, I know you from Facebook. You did those videos with your promotion. Your video. I was like, I should just make more videos and post them on Facebook. I, I did like that one, Good actually. Promo. I uh, made, like, a little comment about it. I saw that there was a 64 in the background. Oh, yeah, Nintendo 64, yes. Yeah, the good old days, the good yeah. old days. Is that the original one that you first got when you were a kid? No, actually, I started off with a PlayStation Oh. And Crash, I think Crash Bandicoot 2 was like the first game I ever played. I remember I was like two years old. My dad had a PlayStation. <laughs> he had like a demo disc with like Tomb Raider on it. Um, the old uh, Atari collection and then Crash Bandicoot 2. And I think Crash was the game that I played like all the time. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And then we ended up selling that and my parents bought a Nintendo 64 because it had it was Nintendo, you know, more kid friendly, so like more yeah. games for your children to play, like me. Yeah. And I ended up being yeah, I, it ended up being a Nintendo household until I was like sixteen, and I was like, I'm just gonna play on my PC from now on. Yeah. So like yeah, and then around that time too, I was like, I started getting like odd jobs and stuff, and getting like a little bit amount of money here and there. So mm-hmm. I like I I would ended up going out and like buying a couple of like old school consoles like. I bought the N64 because, you know, that's my childhood, so, like, might as well have that. And then, like, I went out and bought a PS2 because, mm-hmm. like, I wanted, you know, to relive a childhood that I didn't have. So, mm-hmm. like, I bought, like, a whole bunch of games for that, like uh, Metal Gear Solid and um, Kingdom Hearts and all that. And I've, I still got to play through all those and, you know, I should maybe start, like, streaming or something just to get my butt in a year and play <laughs> all these games, you know? So, if you had to classify, I guess, your music or, like, your mindset whenever you're creating music into, like, a nostalgic game, which one would you pick? We ask the easy questions here on the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> asking all these philosophical questions. I don't know. I don't really take from video games when it comes to mm-hmm. making music. 
I mean, if I wanted to make music that sounded like a certain game, I'd want to say, like, Mega Man mm-hmm. or, like, um, I don't know, something with just, like, really good music. Like, uh, shoot, that's a really good question. Like, what would I want to, like, emulate and try to, just, like... Just go typical racing game. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really play a lot of racing games as a kid. Although, I guess Mario Kart counts. Mario yeah, Kart yeah. would be cool just for, like, some fun, like, poppy, like, Yeah. Music. You know, like, Tony Hawk, like... The skateboard games. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. all the old punk scenes. Punk, stuff. Yeah. yeah, some yeah. punk rock music. I'd oh, say punk rock that. music, yeah. Uh-huh. Would kind of be an influence just like fast and hard-hidden and just straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you unlock something in me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll go home and uh, inspire you to uh-huh. make something punky now. <laughs> yeah. I should try that. I yeah. don't know how you would incorporate Ideas. punk more into your... Like dubstep, I mean, bassy. It's possible. I don't know because I Check remember. I imagine it now. I remember people when Justice first came out. Mm-hmm. People would uh, akin Justice a lot to punk music. Punk, yeah. yeah, to punk rock. So like maybe like if I did like something like 128 BPM. Yeah. Like, I could I could make something punky and like hardcore. I like it. Yeah, it could happen. Or <laughs> <laughs> there's a will, there's a way. So we're gonna expect new previews videos from you. I should probably make more preview videos. Hey, I liked it. The one we were like, do you like my music? And I was like, but I do. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. (laughs) So there was no answer until way later. So it's like talking to the screen. (laughs) Yeah. Thought I would try to give you like my, I don't know what the word is called. Input. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't hear me. So whatever. (laughs) I've actually seen quite a few local artists um, call you, like, the next big thing or not to sleep on you and all that other stuff. How does that make you feel? Who's been saying that, first of all? Because oh. i got to give them a lot of things. There's a lot. There's a lot, yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh I should have made a list before. You really should have because yeah. that's, like, I haven't seen any of that. So I'm, like, <laughs> a thing about me is I'm really down on myself. Like, I, re- I, I hate everything I put out. I hate my writing process. I hate myself. <laughs> um Aww. But uh, I've yeah, listened to it like a lot of t- like a lot today since I was like gearing up for your yeah, episode. So really. I really, really enjoyed. There was um the one song that started with a B. Was it? It was on your SoundCloud. No, I can't. Think of it. I should have wrote it down. I can't really like, remember music again. <laughs> and then you had one called was it Crash? Oh yeah, Crash. I really, really liked that one a lot too. That yeah. one was a few. It was a little while ago that you released that, right? Yeah, it was. I think I looked back on it. It was like eight months ago, and then I wrote mm-hmm. that song like five months before, like half the stuff I put out before yeah. Crash. So like, I was really holding on to that one because I was proud of it, and I was trying to get it out on a bunch of labels, and none of them responded back to me. So eventually, I was just like, ah, I've put it out. So mm-hmm. Crash. I think that one, er, songwriting wise is not my strongest um i think the one i have like right now the one i put on the preview video i think Mm -hmm. that one's like my best song that i've written you Mm -hmm. know composed um but mixed down wise that one i'm really proud of i don't know how i did it Mm -hmm. i wish i did but like it's like my best sounding song sonically that's that's how the best songs are made though when you don't know yeah <laughs> but then I'd like to like recreate it so all my yeah, songs like, can sound like Crash did you know yeah. and you think to yourself how how did I do this yeah <laughs> I mean it's probably really simple I could probably just go you know open up the project file again but right yeah, yeah. mentally wise you want to get yourself back there yeah yeah 
Definitely. I can understand that. I'm sure also being too hard on yourself too, being like, I want this exact thing yeah. is a little... That's what puts that's, too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that would be really tricky. I mean, I haven't been there yet. I've only made like nothing. So... <laughs> yeah. I wish I could go back to how I was when I first started. Because like mm-hmm. when, I, when somebody first starts creating stuff and like they don't really know 100% what they're doing, you know, like... It's the funner... Yeah, it's a, the it's a lot more fun because you've got like... You don't have a process yet and you don't know exactly 100% like no. the process of doing things. So like you're creating, like you're not trying to, you know, make like a product. Yeah. You're just screwing around and yeah. stuff and seeing what sticks and that's it's way more fun when you do it that way mm-hmm. yeah once you start trying to bring it down to a science it's like yeah yeah <laughs> kind of screws you over yeah. it makes it a lot less fun so what advice would you give to someone who's just now starting out um just keep screwing around like don't worry about getting out there like super fast because if you if you screw around enough like you'll start like you know getting getting your own style down and like understanding the basics and then from there, I'd say, like, music theory, like, I've seen a lot of people say, like, oh, music theory, you don't need to no. make good music. No, you not 100%. Like, 100%. it's really important. And, like, even, like, the super basic stuff, like, I'm going to school right now, and I just learned, like, real basic things. And, like... Are you in school for it? Yeah, I actually am. I am, I am in school for music. Um, it's really just me buying time mm-hmm. so I can, like, not worry about my parents telling me to get a job or else I get kicked out of the house. Which they probably wouldn't do, but, you know, just worrying about, you know, getting a job and getting an actual, like, working at Walmart or something. Like. Yeah. So I'm going to school for that, just, you know, like, learn how to work with, like, actual, like, uh, studio equipment, uh-huh. which is cool. Um, and then, you know, hopefully it'll help me with my mix downs, it'll help me with my songwriting and composing and all that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, like, oh, you don't need to go to school, but, like man just feel it out like if you need that's that's something I also I'd probably say to like people who are just starting like a lot of people say like don't go to school or you can do it all online it's like feel it out really mm-hmm. like if you feel like you're learning everything you need to know online like yeah that's fine yeah. like you don't really need to go to school but for me I feel like the way I learn and the way I can my brain kind of works I feel like I do better in like a school environment where that everything is organized and like okay we're going to learn this this week and then we're going to build upon that next week and then we're going to learn this and build upon that and build upon that and build upon that rather than me just searching like YouTube videos like every 20 minutes like because I'm all scatterbrained when it comes to that I'm like oh what's this video oh what's this video oh what's this video and then I never finish a video and I never know what I'm doing so I'm like yeah then you see a thumbnail for like some funny vine you're like oh I haven't seen this yeah and then you get distracted and then you're just watching vines for the rest of the day <laughs> yeah I've been doing that with Ableton I've been like trying to watch it but then it gets so dry and I'm like I really like it, to have it, more hands on it's the voices yeah. yeah. Once you learn, maybe you can make videos. Yeah, maybe. Oh, you're all quirky. We're like, hello. Yeah. Make sure you have your ice cream ready because yeah. this one's going to be chilly. Yeah. I don't know. That's perfect. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. So that's the best you can get. Oh, my God. I'm not good on the fly. All right. So uh, I saw that you had a back-to-back set with Symbolism at Scratch House in Austin for Planet Grime, and it looked amazing. Yeah. How was that? Tell us about that show. Well, it was great because, like, playing shows is, like, the reason why I kind of started doing this. Like, before, like, I always been, like, a sort of creative kid, but, like, I started off drawing because my dad was an artist and he would draw and stuff, and he kind of did, like, all these cool little drawings and stuff in school, and I would always look through his portfolio and be like, oh, that's so cool. I 
I wish I could draw. And I was like, okay, well, then I started drawing. And then eventually that faded off and then it became dancing. Like I used to, I used to dance mm -hmm. and, um, I used to go to like national competitions for it and stuff. Oh, and wow. It's nothing too crazy. It was like more church stuff, but like we, we won one, one year. So what style of dance? Um, like the hip hop, urban, this, that, the other. Um, yeah. this type of dancing I did was called, a. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to say it was really unique, but I'm pretty sure, like, if you actually put, like, a real dancer expert and you saw me dancing and stuff, you would be like, oh, you're this. is like, I think it was, like, um, wave dancing or something. Like, it was very fluid, and my body was, like, super just janky looking, just, like, real, like, mm -hmm. I looked, like, fluid or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Um, and then my friends, like, they were, like, real, like, good at popping and blocking and stuff, and uh, they kind of mixed contemporary stuff in there, so, like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting off track. I, I digress, but um, yeah. And then after that, it kind of ended. I kind of got burnt out on that, and I didn't really. I wasn't really a competitive type of kid, so I wasn't mm -hmm. really into it um, for that aspect. I still really like dancing, but um, after that, I found you know, I I started getting into electronic music with like Daft Punk, you know, like the normal, you know, usual stuff like the Daft gateway. Punk. The yeah, gateway the, ga the, the gateway stuff like yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like. It's really weird, but also the Black Eyed Peas, the END album, yeah. uh -huh. really sparked my love of electronic music. Because, like, that album is, like, really um, electronic music-based. And, like, I don't know, just every song through it yeah. really, like... I was like, I don't know why I vibed it with it so well, but it was just, like... Um, it had, like, a real dance music feel that I was just, like, really vibing with. And Daft Punk. And then one day my friend shows me... He's like, oh, you like techno, right? And I was, you know, because we're uneducated, we call it techno, you know? Mm -hmm. Um... He's like, yeah, you're really into that techno music, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, my friend showed me this guy. You really like him. He's like, he showed me, you know, it was the other gateway. You know, it was the Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites, and I listened to it. And, like, it's like, the yeah, it's like the first, like, 50 seconds, and, you know, it's like this nice little, you know, drum beat with some chords. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is cool. I guess I'm not really into it. And then, like, you know, yes, oh, my God. And the drop happens, and I'm like, Bah, like yeah. right there I was just like oh, like my mouth like literally jaw wide open agape and I was just like oh that's so cool and it's not like I really wanted to you know make the music at that time I didn't know what I wanted to do but then like I started watching videos of like Skrillex like live I was like how do you play this music live like it's so weird but like you know you see him DJing with his little uh what was it the, like, yeah. the what's it called I knew the, the trigger finger there you go yeah true yeah, I was like, like I had the name of it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's like it's not a machine, it's not an MPK, it's not a MIDI fighter. It's a yeah. So he had the trigger finger, and I see him just like yeah. GJing on stage. I was like, that's so cool, and I just see like all these people having so much fun at these shows and stuff, and like the the vibe off off of it like was really cool. So I was just like, oh man, I really, I really want to do that. I was like so what sparked you know you know getting back to your question <laughs> Sorry, I pulled like a Kevin Smith and went like 20 different directions hey I like it we get to learn a lot more about you that way yeah I, I, I think it's cool to like segue yeah segue and bury your soul and tell stories because then it makes it makes things more interesting um but I digress so like yeah that's what really got me into wanting to make electronic music was like the shows mm -hmm. like I always wanted to play shows and that was probably like freshman year maybe sophomore year of high school so like i was that was five six years ago so like mm -hmm. and i've never played like an actual show since like i'd play like small little gigs for like birthdays or something like that or like i used to do this thing where i i i would i would dj at um my church had like a youth group and they um they had one in garland for like um 
it was held in this gym and like they would have me like hook up to the sound system and just play stuff so like i got like cool like amounts of like dj practice like a week just playing like songs every week for these kids who were just playing back and basketball back and forth and i was like cool that's awesome <laughs> and like i got really into djing you know while i was learning like electronic music and production and all that so like i was getting like good amounts of like um practice off of that and then like you know you start seeing people pop up like um schism and 12th planet and uh squinto like doing all these crazy like chops double and drops stuff. and yeah. chops and stuff and like it was so cool and crazy and even people outside of that scene like um dj gamer who was like because that's where kind of chopping came from it was like it was a hardcore thing yeah so i was like oh so like that's where i first saw chopping like being done it was like a dj gamer mix on like youtube i was like that's so cool <laughs> so i started like practicing doing that stuff and 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 um you know practicing double drops and like putting like songs together and like practicing like tossing up different things just to have like cool like mashups and stuff and then like finally one knife i i well i just kind of had a brain fart there i was like where was i going with this i was kind of just like on autopilot um but yeah I, <laughs> I i i really um i really wanted to play shows like really bad so like i've been trying for like the past year just to like get shows like and i didn't really know how to do that like i i i because dallas has like this nice scene that kind of came up with like the grindfest dudes that's kind of popped up where they have all this nice local shows for like the local DJs yeah. and stuff. And I've been, I've, I've reached out to like promoters every once in a while, just to be like, Hey, what's up? And you know, I'd either get ghosted or they'd just not respond. And I was like, ah, whatever. And then, um, so I kind of gave up on that venture and then symbolism, uh, Jake, Jacob. 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 Yes, that is his name. I got another brain fart. If if he's listening, dude, I'm so sorry because <laughs> I'm about to tell you the story about like we're actually like really close because I I love that kid to death because he he just messages me one day. He's just like, hey man, what's up? I like your music and I heard I think uh, I had posted a video of me making anger music onto the Rhythm subreddit or not subreddit. Uh, no, it was on Facebook. It was a Facebook group. And I posted that there. And he was just like, hey, man, I saw you post this video. This music's, like, really cool and stuff. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. He's like, yeah, I DJ at this uh, at this club that my friend has. And, like, um, if you want to come meet up sometime, you can. It's, like, every Tuesday. I was like, yeah, sure. So, like, I met him there. And um, every week we kind of just, like, kind of back-to-back while he's playing there. And I was kind of, like, the, the unofficial, like, back-to-back DJ there with him. And it was, like, really crazy. Cause like, um, from there he kind of just like, he really supported everything I did. And like, I, 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 I don't know. It's weird. I just like, I used to have like, or no, not even like I used to, but like, I've got a lot of friends who like, I met through like Twitter and stuff and like, um, and like through the internet basically who, who really support me. And like, we're like all friends and stuff. Like we've got our own friend groups and everything, but they're all spread out you know, across the nation and even across the world, you know, and it's crazy, but like, this is like the first dude I had who's like local and isn't like a friend from like high school or something like that. Like he's actually in the scene and he's doing all this and that. And like, it was so cool. Just like having someone who I like, I really like that because he supports me. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like, um, love him. yeah, I love him. (laughs) (laughs) He's my friend because he, he he actually gives a crap about what I'm doing. So like, well, he's one he's one of the people that I've heard 
from saying yeah. that you Yeah, he, he showers with me with praise a lot, and I appreciate it. Right. But at the same time, I'm kind of just like, oh, I don't know if I deserve this. You know, with my inner, yeah. my inner thoughts of, you know, hating myself. <laughs> but yeah, but like, yeah, um... So, yeah, and he had a show, he, yeah, I went to go visit him at shows whenever he'd play and yeah. stuff, and, like, I'd, I'd meet a couple promoters here and there, and I think I met one promoter, like, his first show that he played, I don't know if it was his first show, but, like, he played this show, it was, a uh, Ula Sal at the Green Elephant, and it was, uh, it was put on by Dimes, and we met, uh, met up with one of the promoters there and kind of just chatted it up, and from there, we kind of just, um... We kept in touch, the, uh, that promoter and I, like, every couple months, he, I'd send him some stuff, and he would, like, talk back and be like, yeah, it's cool, yeah, yeah. and then, like, one day, he was just like, you're still trying to get put on, because, like, after that, I was still trying to, like, get some shows, and um, I would complain about it a lot on, on uh, Facebook, and uh, I don't know if that's the reason why he asked me or not, but, <laughs> or if he was just, like, super into me, but, like, the uh, the Dimes promoter was just like, hey, what's up, you wanna, you wanna play a show, and I was like, hey! Yes, <laughs> of course. I've been trying for like the past year and a half and whatever. And then like he hit me up and he was like, "You want to go back to back with Jacob?" And I was like, yeah, "Of course." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah," because I love that kid because he's kind of like my brother in this uh, crazy music journey we got going on right now. So, <laughs> so I I really have um, I have that show um, thanks to Jacob. Like really, like a lot of the connections I have are thanks to that dude. So. I really appreciate him, and I try to support him as much as he supports me and stuff, so, um, yeah, I'm really into his stuff, and I'm really into uh, him as a friend. Have you all thought about doing, like, a collab together? We have collabed. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I must have missed that, then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, on uh, his uh, latest EP, um, The, uh, the, the ritual. ritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, have a, we have a track on there that's a uh, collab. Okay. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. Like, I sent him a couple of bass lines and stuff, and he kind of just it on this song and yeah it's it's collab you guys didn't sit together and eat pizza I thought that was a rule <laughs> uh, I think we should have but no we actually collabed more on this back to back set than we did on the um, on the on the EP track actually yeah cause we cause when we found out we were gonna back to back together we were like yeah we can just take a couple days and just like throw some songs together and like put our sets together and see if we vibe well together and we really did cause uh we kind of destroyed that show. It was really cool. Mm. It was really fun. There was like a lot of people dancing and stuff. It looked like it was yeah, insane. I was I was, was really that on a scared. Rooftop? No, they okay. actually because it's, it's it's that scratch house and how scratch house is situated is it kind of looks like a garage. Okay. Yeah, but like it's like on the corner of this one um, block in Austin, and um, you got the front, and it's kind of like got this garage door that opens up and a main entrance, and then there's the main stage inside in like a little corner. And then you can go out to the back alley, kind of like how Green Elephant is situated. And like in the back, uh, back part, there's like this, this, the outside stage, basically. Mm. Yeah. So that's how that one is situated. And I was, I was super glad that um, people were vibing to that show because I was really scared that um, nobody would be there or like nobody would care to see like uh, just this, this set when you know headliners are inside and you can see them instead. Mm-hmm. So. When people started coming out and just, like, vibing around, I was like, hey. (laughs) Yeah, and as you can see from the video, like, I was super pumped and hyped and, like... Yeah. I'm not, like, a really hyped person. Like, if you see me at a show, I'll probably be, like, in the back. Like, I used to be really hyped, and then, like, I became an old man, like, overnight. And (laughs) now I'm in, like, the back of shows, just like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, like, nod my head and, like, kind of vibe with the music. And you won't see me at a lot of shows either, because, like, one... 
I don't really get into crowds that much. And, like, two, I don't have a lot of money. But, like, when you see me at a show, I'm really chill. <laughs> so I'm just like, hey, this is cool. <laughs> but, like, when I'm on stage, like, if you're not hype, the crowd's not hype. So you kind of got to get hype. And, like... You got to get off your old lazy yeah. old man bucket. Yeah, I got to get off that old man. Uh, so I, I awaken, like, the old inner Mickey mm-hmm. where, like, I would just be, like, banging my head on, uh, you know, the front row and stuff. So, like, if you ever want to see a hype me, like, you you got to see me at a show. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm just kind of just chilling in the background. Yeah. yeah. So backtracking to your how you want to do shows and, like, that's, like, a big thing for you. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of vibes or, like, atmosphere do you want to, like, do? Like, if you had, a, like, uh, endless amounts of money and you could put up your own thing, like, what visuals, what... Would you have anything that you would wear? Would you, mm-hmm. you know, like, dress up EDM version? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny you say that, because when you say, like, whatever money I have in, like, uh-huh. the biggest stage production, I, like, you, it really doesn't fit the narrative. Like, you'd think I'd be like, oh, this is dark, gritty, you know, like, uh-huh. dubstep. But, like, have you ever been to Fair Park in Dallas? Yes. Which one's Fair Park? It's where they have the, the state fair every year. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've been there for the state fair. Yeah, so if you've been there for the state fair and you, there's this... You go to the Hall of State, and it's, like, where they have the fireworks show every night. And you look down, and it's called the Esplanade. And, like, on each side is the um, the two, like, showcase buildings for, like, the, the auto shows. Mm-hmm. I love those buildings. Ever since I was a kid, I really, really love those buildings. Like, I don't know, something about just the, 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 arch, <laughs> the archetypes and, like, the... That's totally the incorrect word. I'm on autopilot right now. Architecture? Yes, yes! <laughs> the architecture, the, um... Just the the art on the side, like I don't know, like I tried researching it and I've completely like forgotten who all was um, the head of all that. But I really love just like the look of those buildings and everything, like from the Hall of State um, with the guy shooting the arrow up, and then uh, just like the the murals on the sides of the buildings uh, and those statues of the ladies. Like um, I really really dug that stuff. Like ever since I was a kid. And, like, if I had, like, a show that I could, like, put together and have the stage production, be like, I'd have those statues on the side of the stage and just have them, like, lit up and, like, have projections on them, like, have projection mapping on them and just have them do, like, crazy things. And, like, it'd still be, like, kind of dark and gritty looking and, like, um, just have it have its own, like, little atmosphere. But, like, those are, like, the most cool things to me, like coolest structures and I'd always like if I was to have a Lost Lands instead of dinosaurs it'd be like statues that look like that and like weird like art deco paintings and stuff yeah like that's what I'm into I like it yeah that's I'm really, really cool. into it yeah no it is different I really I really enjoy it it kind of reminds me of kind of what your logo is oh yeah well, um, I don't even know how to describe it um, but it's kind of a cross okay yeah it's... it kind of has I mean aspects of art deco to me in my mind but I don't know a little bit yeah <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Where did you come up with the design? It's my favorite story to tell. So, when I was in fifth or sixth grade, me and my friends were like, let's make a video game console. Because we were kids and we were dumb and didn't know, like, you need money and a lot of (laughs) expertise to make stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, we were just like, let's make a video game console. And we're like, we need a logo. And I was like, okay, so I'll just draw up the logo real quick. And all of our kids, like, drew, drew up logos and stuff. And it was just like... It was a lot more, if you look at my logo now, it was a lot less angular, and it was it, it was a lot more swoopy, and um, there were a lot more curves in it. Um, 
and then we kind of it was kind of like the same basic um design but like we we uh, of course were kids and we never made the thing so you know i held on to that design for years and um you know around like freshman sophomore year when i was like i'm gonna start up music i was like i need a logo because like I, I guess you do. Um, and I was like, what do I do? I was like, oh, what about that weird design that I just made up in, in, um, in, you know, fifth grade? And I was like, yeah, I can totally do that. And it was like the original swoopy design. Like you can still find, uh, you can probably still find like old pictures of me with like the old, uh, curved logo and stuff. And, um, eventually it got like more and more angular and like straight lines and stuff just to like make it easier to draw. And then um, I sent it to my friend uh, Sanjox. Um, if you haven't heard of him, he's awesome. He makes like really good music. Shout out to Sanjox, uh, Clarence. He's a super cool dude. And I sent it to him, and I had him like um, I had him like do like a a rendering in um in like a Adobe Illustrator. And like he, this is like the final product. Like the final product you see for my logo is a hundred percent like what he gave back to me. So I was like. Thanks, man. So, like, I slapped it on my uh, arm, got a tattoo of it, and, uh, yeah, it's 100% my tattoo for all time now is that weird design that I made, you know, back in fourth grade, and it's kind of like a, I've kind of, like, put it into my identity, because I kind of have to now, you know, because it's (laughs) it's my music, and it's who I am, and, like, even if music doesn't ever take off, like, I'm super proud to have it. You can make your video game console again. Yeah, I can make my video game console again. (laughs) I can make a video game studio and have that be it. At least you can make, like, the the startup music for it. You know how, uh, Mm -hmm. like, GameCube has its little thing? Yeah. Yeah. Does the console still do that? I haven't owned anything. I mean, they do. They have weird little background music. Yeah, it's not as as prominent anymore, but they still do it. Like, they still have BIOS. They call them BIOS screens, like, whenever they're loading up, like, the, Mm -hmm. the... the console and all that, yeah. I never really paid attention to it. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Let's let's get controversial for a second. Oh boy. What do you think? One of the biggest problems in our local music scene is. In the local music scene. Uh huh. Um. Oh boy. I always try not to be too vocal about this because I really do actually have like strong opinions about this. I think there's too much um, circle jerkism. Okay. It's like what I want to call it. There's like too many people. Like it's the same people every show when you see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen like some promoters like call people out for saying all that and all the time. And I'm like, well, you know, it's kind of true. Mm-hmm. But like, um, I'm a huge advocate for like, even if you don't know the dude and you're like, he might suck. Just put the kid on like a opening, uh, like an opener. You know, just mm-hmm. like the opening slot at a show or something like that and like a chance yeah just give just give kids a chance is what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. because like i was one of those kids and i still kind of am one of those kids and it might be i'm a little you know personally miffed about it but like at the same time i'm kind of just like just give kids a chance you know Mm -hmm. and if they don't do well just tell them all right better luck next time uh try a little bit harder work a little bit more on your craft and then bring them back when you know they're ready Mm -hmm. you know but um i'm kind of tired of seeing the same people the same shows yeah and it's kind of like uh okay i get it like those are your main dudes and like the, they bring in the crowd but like give the crowd something new every once in a while like it's weird when you see the local scene have their own mainstream artists you yeah know, quote unquote it's it's um that's not what being local is about mm-hmm. 
that's one thing that we try to do with Ethereal. You'll never see the same artist play mm. this like another show ever again. It's pretty much the one and like one and done. I don't know. That sounds kind of mm. mean to say, yeah. doesn't it? Um, but usually, I try to keep always like a revolving door of like yeah. new artists. Usually, we try to showcase whoever was on the season, you know, that we interviewed that week or that that whole season and stuff. Because we usually we used to do it every season and then Ethereal every se- a season and then Ethereal. But we're working on something really big wow. this time. So next spring we'll have something out, but we're we're kind of dabbling. I'd like <laughs> what we're gonna do, trying to dust that magic. Um, so do you have any other shows that you think you're gonna be playing here next or here soon? Or um, hmm. actually, uh, no. Well, maybe I might play. You know, Planet Grime, the the sequel. The um, sequel. What's yeah. that gonna be? Don't ask me because I have no. <laughs> I am. I am a hundred percent. Yeah, I am just about as in the dark as you guys are on that. <laughs> so like, that's my best bet for my next show. Anything else from there? Uh, Hopefully, it's close to Dallas because I want to see you get hyped. I, I really do want to. Yeah, yeah, I really do want to do a Dallas show because I think it's funny that my debut show was in Austin. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've been really trying hard to like do. Dallas shows and local, like I've local heard good shows. things about that venue. I believe um, Jungle Parties played there a few times. She's from that area in Austin. Yeah. Uh-huh. At Scratch House. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Grand uh huh. Yeah, Grindfest. San Marcos. I don't know how close it is to Austin. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, Scratch House is like in downtown Austin. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, Scratch House is known. Yeah. It's very good. Good shows. Grindfest. Great. Yeah, Grindfest holds it there every time they go to Austin. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like their equivalent, I guess, of Green Elephant yeah. here. Yeah, I like Grindfest. I like what they do. I, I haven't actually made my way out there, but I've never been. I don't have I been to a Grindfest. I think I've been to a Grindfest. One Grindfest. I don't remember. I which was one. close, but I was like, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. So, if you're headlining your own tour, which um, local artist would you grab and take with you? Which local artist? That's or okay, so you'll have to pick a couple local artists and a couple big time, big time. But obviously, they're right. going to open for you, so. right? <laughs> um, for local artists, I don't know. I'd probably throw Jacob a bone symbolism because you know he's been you know with me every step of the way, really. And then I don't know. I don't know a lot of local artists really. I'd have to like listen through a lot of dude stuff because again, I'm snobby and be like. I don't know if this guy's this going is Diet this Porter Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We can't have that. Exactly. So like, um, symbolisms is like a he's a hundred percent like on that show. And then like, um, let's see, another local artist. Um, I don't know. I'm not really into like doing like the DJ only dudes. Like I'd like DJ producers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I knew. I guess does Hesh count? Because he's kind of local. Sure, we'll let it count. Cool. So, I, <laughs> Hesh, I guess. And then, um, let's see, non-locals, like, people I'd like to tour with. I'd say Must Die or Eptic because, you know, like, they're, like, my favorites, mm-hmm. and I really love them, uh, but I don't see them, like, n- <laughs> playing before me at a show. <laughs> like, I could never see, like, like the kind of legendary status. So, like... But you could also be legendary status. You'll be, like, the maybe. legendary Pokemon. <laughs> Super rare, Mickey. Yeah, he's shiny and stuff. <laughs> he's shiny and he's stuff. holographic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess them. But like, I guess if if not somebody who's like super legendary in my eyes, um, that's a really. I did really see Epic a little while ago. It was a good show. 
Yeah, where we were at Stereo Live. I saw Mustai. <laughs> when oh, were you at that Mustai show? Yeah. When he was sick. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Poor dude. I, I yeah, I was there. It was a it was a really nice show. You there? Head, yeah. Head bobbing in the back. Oh, I'd probably get to Soki. And uh, Tosoki's pretty good. Yeah, Tosoki because I I saw his set when he was at the Bust Eye show, and he freaking killed it. I really liked that set. I I liked his music's different. Yeah, everything he played out and like the way he uh, flowed his set was super nice. Yeah. And then maybe Ray Volpe because we're kind of we kind of talk to each other every once in a while. It'd be cool to have a show with him. Yeah, yeah those would probably be my picks. Sounds like an epic tour. <laughs> It'd be awesome. <laughs> I love it. So, if what would your dream festival be to play? Dream festival. Any of them in the world. It doesn't have to be internationally, not nationally. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like everybody thinks that I'm meeting just like American festivals. I'm like, no, it can be like like anything. It can be DefCon. Sure, you want to go hardstyle? <laughs> um, I do want to go to DefCon one day. I really do. <laughs> I just want to see it. It's in like what Amsterdam or something. Yeah. Around there. Yeah. I think that those be those festivals are crazy. Freaking uh, hard style festivals, man. They're huge. I want to go. Europe has some huge festivals. If we're talking about Europe festival for like bass music and dubstep, uh, Rampage, hundred percent. That would be yeah. so yes. awesome just to look out at a crowd like that large. Uh-huh. I feel like I'd get massive vertigo, but at the same time, I'd be like, ah, <laughs> just like trying to like kill people at that show I don't know just it'd be so cool and then like for America you know the the cliche Lost Lands Lost, Lost Lands would be so cool actually play. you're the first person who has said Lost Lands everything really yeah mm-hmm. it's usually EDC EDC yeah. which EDC is um, great but I do EDC too but like that's kind of like a given you know yeah, yeah. You, everybody you know, wants to play you know EDC. you made it if you're playing EDC yeah yeah It'd be so cool to play a bass pod, though. Just look out and flames going over people. Oh, the new bass pod setup this year was freaking gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, shit. It looked like a spaceship. (laughs) Yeah, man. I love love those stage productions. That's probably why I love festivals most. I probably wouldn't go to a festival as a spectator because I couldn't last that long in the heat and a crowd that big, but... Oh, you haven't been to a festival? Uh... No. No, I have I've been to, like, a couple metal festivals. Or oh, something okay. like that. Yeah, but I don't think I've ever been to a electronic music festival. No, no, I don't think that counts. <laughs> I, I've, I've been to um, the first show I went to when I became like eighteen. And I was like, I can go to shows now. Was a <laughs> Mad Decent Block Party, but oh, I don't think that yeah. counts as a festival. Really. I think it counts as like a mini one, right? Kind of not really because it was one stage. Oh, yeah, it was one yeah. stage. The the artists that they were bringing were good though. I mean that's how I figured. That's yeah. how I uh, consider like Crush and Boo yeah. and all that. I was like, it's kind of like a mini did festival. You, did you go the year when they brought Dylan Francis and um, and Major Laser and stuff like that? No, I went the year that Skrillex was there. Oh okay. Yeah. I want to see Skrillex. Have you never seen Skrillex? No. Never seen Skrillex. Oh, it's an experience. It's really the greatest because oh, he has some great sets and then just like the vibe the whole time is so perfect. That was the only time I've seen Skrillex and then he kind of disappeared into the ether but when he comes back I hope you know one day I can catch another Skrillex show because they're like so cool you better come back yeah. I will do anything even if it's in another country I don't care <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell everything I own and just go to yeah, it can be in like some kind of weird dangerous country you're gonna have your own little totem pole I sold everything for you (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, if there's like one artist that I'd say go see like definitely because they have a killer set it's probably Skrillex I'd go in the middle of the ocean 
and watching Holy, Holy, Holy Ship. Ship. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, was like, I really do want to do Holy Ship so bad. I do too. Just because everybody I gets seasick. Uh, that's what I worry about too. But everybody gets like hats and like jackets, and they get it like signed as by many as artists as they can. I'm like, that's fucking dope. Yeah. Like I want to do that. I could have watched Rez sing karaoke last year. <laughs> you know, like that would have been so cool. But no, whatever. I'm doing electric horses here. <laughs> she has like whispered about having like uh, coming out to like the cult meetup. So I'm like, please, <laughs> I'm gonna love with you for years. Let's let's do this. Um, she has responded to me on Twitter though, so I feel kind of like we're like best friends. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you always feel like a homie when you get a response from Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I think that kind of wraps up a lot of my questions here. Oh wow. Um. Besides the generic, my favorite, what's your favorite food? <laughs> <laughs> the tricky questions get yeah. asked here. Yeah. Um, food is great. Probably All food related. Probably any any kind of pasta. <gasps> yes. I'm super into it. There's a place in Plano that's basically a Chipotle for pasta. <laughs> Fuck, it's good. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I'd be so into that. Oh. Yeah. We'll, oh. have to, you'll, we'll have to bring you on next season because like, we're going to yeah. do it differently. And uh, we'll, we'll go get like... Pe- or, Pizza? No. Just <laughs> love pizza, don't you? <laughs> we'll get um, pasta, pasta chipotle. I forgot what it's called, chipotle but pasta chipotle. <laughs> That's what my friend described it to me as, and I was like, oh my gosh! It's like you can like choose your noodles, choose your sauce, choose your like add-ins, and I don't know. It was insane. So I want all the noodles. I want all the sauces. I know. I'm like just laying on there. <laughs> Give me a trough. Just dump everything on there. Oh, just, that'd be amazing. I'm gonna swim in it. No. no. <laughs> That's well, I'm in <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that would be really hard. You'd get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. You get noodles in places you didn't know you could get noodles in places. Oh, <laughs> like your nose. Oh. Right? Noodle nose. I'd rather not have noodles in my nose. That sounds painful. Yeah, it does, isn't it? Uncomfortable. Uh, uh. <laughs> That's a really good way to end the show, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Noodles in her nose. That was best to cast. All right, peace out. I'm just kidding. Um, so, where can we stalk you? Where can we find you? Where can you stalk me? Um, What's your address? Social security number? Mother's maiden name? Yeah, my mother's maiden name is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, if you want to catch me, like always talking, always saying stuff, you'll catch me on uh, Twitter, which is at Mickey M Y K I underscore Music M U. S I C, you know the the normal way you spell music. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's that's where I I talk the most on social media. But like most of the time, it's like incoherent, um, really uh, obscure memes and uh, out of context posts about uh, friend groups on Discord. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's where you'll probably catch me the most. And then Facebook. What's your favorite meme? What's my favorite right now? It's E. It's E. E. What's that? Okay. Um, I told you. I told you. It's really, really <laughs> obscure memes. Um, so, if you keep going down, like I, I like to call it the tower of uh, memes. It's like you've got the normie memes up here. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, regular dank, quote unquote, memes here. You've got obscure memes, and you've got like absolute degeneracy, mm-hmm. and like. Um, there's this dude on Twitter who kind of got me into that. His name's Jensino. Shout out Jensino. Um, he'll probably never listen to this. Uh, <laughs> he kind of got me into it, and um, it was literally like the letter H, just the capital H, and like uh-huh. you would just be like H, and it'd be funny. Uh-huh. And that's it. That's the meme. You'd have to like be like really 
I don't I feel like an idiot when I talk about it, like an absolute like <laughs> doofus because like you you say like Haha, the a, the letter H is funny and like people look at you like what <laughs> but it, I don't know it's just um that's the letter H is actually a thing in the cult of res too re- yeah that might be where they got it from is it a meme or is it them just like being like just throwing H in there okay then, and then it might the same be. thing with comma too I don't know what that's about uh, I've never heard of we're that. way more hip than you oh there you go <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm over here talking about E and H and you guys are talking about comma and semicolon uh-huh. man yeah. ahead of the curve over here was, I think it all stemmed from one time Rez just like on Twitter just posted the letter H and everyone was like what is this mean there you go. Like, it probably is her just like <laughs> quoting the meme like being like no. H and everybody's just like oh Rez this has got like an album coming out it's got an H in it oh my god yeah she'll come in the Facebook group and then like on her personal account she'll like post like random letters and things and everyone's like what is that <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome everyone starts freaking out so that's what I think of whenever you say H something. yeah okay yeah but E it's kind of like this like have you heard of deep fried memes yeah okay so it's like a deep fried meme of like Lord Farquaad on the body of Mark Zuckerberg with the face of Markiplier <laughs> And just a big capital E and impact font at the bottom. And that's where it <laughs> came from. And then from there, Twitter did its thing and just made all these little, like, little memes out of it. And I think my favorite one is just, like, it was the EA Sports kind of, like, thing. But it's just, like, E, E, E. <laughs> and it's just the like, three, like, big letter E's on the screen. That's a pretty good voice that you did for it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I practice because I quote it. All the time, it's my favorite. And then if you've listened, if you've listened to the new uh, the new Space Laces and um, Getter Collab, it's it's in there. Like if you listen to it, like at one point it just goes eat, and then like there you go. So like I'm not a complete degenerate, all right? You know, like big big artists know about these things. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think right right now like E is my favorite, or like I was into T posing for like two days until like the normies got to it, and I was like, yeah. But, I don't know that one either. Okay. God, yeah. maybe I'm old. maybe the normies didn't get to it. Like, <laughs> T posing. I love educating people about memes. It's uh, so like the if you ever play king. like meme that king. should be that should be like your other persona is the meme the king. meme king. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, the meme kings are like the frim and space laces. Like, but maybe I can like kind of get into their vibe. Meme and, like, prince. There you go. Meme prince. Yeah. While the meme kings are up there doing their thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But like team, yeah, T posing is like if you ever play a video game and it's kind of like if if the animation screws up and the program like doesn't know what to like give like your character, it's kind of like it 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 it's like the like the default pose for most characters is like a T pose where like when you model the video game character, it's like you start off with just like the arms out like this and then you model the body around that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like. I think it kind of started in um, in Gary's mod as a video game, and you know, you it, it's it's very glitchy because it's a mod. You know, it's not like an actual video game. It's a video game that runs off of other video games and other assets from video games, and like most of the time, the video game would break, and you like just see characters floating around with their arms out like this okay, and stuff. Yeah. So it'd be like T posing, haha, it's so funny, and like it was started <laughs> by like obnoxious high schoolers and stuff. But you know, I was kind of into it for like a second, and I'm like, uh. yeah. so like. I'm more of an E guy. If, yeah. If you were if you were to ask me about my favorite memes. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to follow up with you in like a year or two and be like, all right, what is it now? Yeah, it's probably be like some like I don't know like the three crosses and it'd be like, what is that? I've never heard of that before. 
That's funny. All right. Anyways, finish where we were. We were, we were stalking you. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. can catch me on Twitter um, <laughs> at Mickey <laughs> underscore Music. Um, it's the same thing on Instagram. I don't post a lot on there because I I literally just sit at home all day. So I um. But when I do post things, it's kind of cool. So go ahead and follow me on Instagram because I need clout. Um, <laughs> and then you can follow me on Facebook. My Facebook page is uh, just Mickey Myki. Uh, and then, of course, my SoundCloud, where you can listen to my discography, my music, and everything. And that, of course, is MYKI on SoundCloud, too. Um, if you search it, uh, just look for my logo, and then that'll be me. Mm-hmm. I think that's everything. Uh, follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Professional DJs group. <laughs> we meet up for book readings every week. <laughs> what books um, would DJs read? I don't know. How, how to, how to chop my theory. squanto. Music yeah. theory. There you go. That means yeah. perfect. Theory book. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, the logo kind of gives me like Gundam vibes too. Gundam, yeah. really? Yeah. It really does. Like, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. I was like, ooh, we be anime like middle school. Be- <laughs> yeah. And I was like, go. oh, Gundam. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know. Do you watch anime still? I used to be into it when I was, you know, weeby. And then... You, uh, you outgrew the weebness? I wouldn't say that. The I'm still into stuff. Right like I, I What's a weeb? Always a weeb, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of need to catch up on a lot of things that are coming out. If I were to be a normie, it would be a normie weeb. Um, I need to catch up on Dragon Ball Super, oh, which dude. just finished. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, God. Because I started it, and then like when it first started, there was like only 20 episodes, and then I was like, ah, oh, I'll, I'll catch up on it. It is now finished. <laughs> And I, <laughs> I'm mad at myself for not catch, catching up on it because now I got like 200 episodes or something to watch. Uh-huh. Uh, I finished Naruto, which is cool because like that's the essential uh, Western weeb. Show. Western weeb. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I finished that. I was like, that's great. Um, I need to get started on uh, Boku no Hero Academia, and then um, is One Punch Man. Is that is that is, is that still going? I think it's over. I don't know. I started oh. it. I haven't finished it. <laughs> I watched the first <laughs> season of that, and yeah. then I need to. That was good though. I need to watch more Attack on Titan, and I need mm-hmm. to watch more. Um, there's one more. Oh, uh, what's it? Mob Psycho 100, because I really like. Because um, that's from the same guy who did a uh, One Punch Man, and I really like his stuff. So I gotta watch. Top that three too. though. Top three anime. Um, uh, <laughs> No, I know the name of it. I keep blanking on things because, you know, you're putting me on the name spotlight. A character, name a character. You Should we make the spotlight brighter for you? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm wrong. laughs> um, no, uh, my favorite anime is 100% uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Um, Brotherhood, of course, because it follows the manga. <laughs> um, and then from there, probably death note and then from there naruto because those are the only three that i've kind of like who's your favorite finished. character naruto my naruto. favorite character naruto bro. mine was kakashi oh kakashi was cool yeah he was dope he could like summon a million dogs like fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> they were killer dogs i don't know so, if you know they probably didn't kill him though they'd probably give him cuddles <laughs> <laughs> you ever think he just summoned some dogs every once in a while my bed's lonely. <laughs> he reads all the romance novels, you know. He just needs a cuddle buddy. So. It's true. I mean, I I'm like, cuddle my dog because I'm lonely like me, so. Yeah. <laughs> See, favorite Naruto character. I don't know, man. I don't really have favorite characters, but I guess, like, Naruto because he's the main character and you just kind of... You really for that dude. loving shit out of me the first season. Well, yeah, because, like, he was supposed to be annoying, you know? Yeah, that's true. 
But then he gets he represented better. Represented me as a child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, and then he grows up and he he does the things he wants to do, and you root for him because he's kind of like the underdog the whole show. At least it wasn't Sasuke. Like I feel like every edge lord weed kid in middle school always wanted to be like, Sasuke. Oh, I'm Sasuke. Yeah, it's so dark and mysterious. <laughs> Which is funny because I kind of see myself as that. And I'm like, I God, I feel like an idiot, like acting like that. No, because like that's why I'm not like very active much because I'm like I'm dark and mysterious. I'm gonna hide in my cloak. Yeah, it's like I hide when. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We should probably we probably be talking all night because this is fun. But I do like talking. We will have to catch you another time and another season and another place because I'm moving out of this fucking place. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Anyways, we'll see y'all next week. Bye.